There's a big old Supreme Court race here in the state of Wisconsin and a couple of other things going on as well. Jeff Mayers is the president of WIS Politics, and he is with us on the WTMJ Hotline. Jeff, it's always good to catch up. Hope you're doing well. Doing great, John. How about you? I'm doing well, too. This race, Daniel Kelly, Janet Protasevich, it really will literally potentially determine the direction of the court and take us in another direction, won't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, if Protasevich wins, uh, then liberals will control the court. Uh, Brian Hagedorn uh, is a, a, a justice who sometimes, a conservative justice who sometimes uh, goes with the liberals, but the liberals will have a certain majority. And uh, if certain cases come before the court, uh, I think uh, you could see them um, uh, go the uh, liberal slash democratic way. So, Jeff, I was looking this up earlier, and about 10 years ago is when justices really started to openly let people know whether they were conservative or liberal. Before that, they would even court the favor of the governor, no matter who the governor was. They were more coy, at least, even though we knew they had leanings one way or the other. What's your take on what this has done to how our state operates and what happens in our state? Okay, well, you know, the, uh, we have gone long past the time when these are nonpartisan races, okay? Uh, so, I mean, these are partisan affairs. Uh, yes, I, I, some of these partisan leanings were shaded. I think Protasewicz has really, you know, uh, really been out there like no other uh, judicial candidate uh, in Wisconsin history going out there and saying these are her personal beliefs. Now, that's not how I'm going to rule, but these are my personal beliefs. It's a clear signal uh, to voters. Um, I think voters want that. I mean, we have, uh, we elect our justices. Um, you know, if we didn't elect our justices, it would probably be a little bit different, uh, not entirely nonpartisan, but it would be different. And so I just think that that's the nature of electoral politics in Wisconsin, a purple state. Over $40 million invested in this race. So we know now what the Wisconsin implications are, but what are the national implications of this race and why all this money has been pumped into this election? So it's uh, 46 million by our uh, wow. recent compass. You know what? You know, so we'll, we'll probably top 50 million. Protosewitz has had a, uh, a clear edge from the beginning, and our account shows her uh, 26 million, uh, the Protosewitz side versus 20 million to the Kelly side. And then there's stuff there that isn't easily counted. Uh, you know, um, yeah, I think that uh, court races, uh, you know, this will set a template for court races uh, elsewhere. Uh, you know, re- we have to remember that Republicans um, leading up to 2008 in Wisconsin had a national effort to win Supreme Courts around the country, and they succeeded in Wisconsin in 2008, and conservatives have ruled since then. And um, so now Democrats have caught up and have made it a, uh, a top priority, obviously. They were ready to go, uh, you know, as soon as the November election was over. Uh, and I hear complaints from Republicans that, well, Republicans were not ready to go. Uh, and so uh, they're not very optimistic about today. Um, so, um, yeah, I think it sets a new template. I think people are going to look at the Wisconsin playbook and Protosewitz wins and try to copy it. People complain on both sides that there's too much money involved, and there's a lot of money involved, but it's not easy to solve. What would it take to solve that part of the equation? Well, you know, money and politics. I mean, it's an age-old thing. I mean, you know, the lid has been blown off of this 
And I, you know, I mean, we used to uh, remember uh, the Feingold McCain Act. I mean, you know, that got yeah. tossed out by the U.S. Supreme Court. And, you know, I mean, I think we're in a uh, era of uh, not controls, but transparency. Uh, and I think that uh, there was just a law, sign, uh, something signed in law in New Jersey, which, um, you know, uh, w- went the direction of transparency, not control. And so I just think that this is, um, again, the nature of uh, politics in this age. I think that um, the best we can hope for, really, seems to be that uh, th- these things will be reported and we'll know, um, you know, uh, as best we can who's supporting whom. Jeff Mayers is the president of WIS Politics. He's with us. Jeff, I want to ask you about uh, a state Senate race that's taking place. Not so much about the race. The race is uh, in in my district, actually, here, and it runs from Milwaukee through Ozaukee um, and into Waukesha County. It's Jody Habish-Sinkin against Dan Canodal. Here's my question. If Canodal wins, there will be a supermajority in the state Senate, which basically means they could impeach Democratic officials they could do a lot of other things a step closer to overriding vetoes it makes things easier what's the likelihood do you believe that happens well they won't be able to override vetoes uh, all by themselves because both houses have to do that but um will i guess it's will the uh, republicans uh, go in that direction i think they will threaten to go in that direction um i think um you know, they have to be mindful, uh, if they have such a supermajority, to use it uh, in, I think, measured ways. Um, you know, uh, but they, you know, they did uh, uh, hold up a lot of uh, uh, Governor Evers' uh, appointments, and that was setting a certain precedent. You know, Democrats will remember <laughs> these affronts. Uh, so I think that, uh, you know, um, um, I think they will pick and choose, you know, whether to go take that extra step that would you know because it's a precedent-setting move it is indeed jeff mayers is the president of wisp politics always appreciate your perspective jeff thank you so much for spending some time with us oh absolutely anytime